simply like to say thank you and welcome you to Humorcast. Hello again and welcome back to an all new episode of FewerCast, our film effect weekly entertainment recap podcast dedicated to all the latest news in entertainment and film. If this is your first time listening to us, then how goes it? Each week we all get together and shoot the shit, discuss the latest things in film, you know, talk about newest trailer drops, hand out some recommendations. It's a place of happiness and fun, so that's what we intend to do. I'm Ed. And joining me, as always, are the usual suspects, Andrew, Jocelyn, Corey, and Justin. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Hey, hi, howdy. Doing great. Hey. Doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. I'm off work. I can't complain. <laughs> so, Corey, Justin, how you all doing? Excellent. Hey, what's up, guys? Before we jump into the show, a little housekeeping to set the mood. First, I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast for all announcements and updated updates. Follow us along on Twitter at Film Effect Pod for the best way to interact or hear from us. Uh, TikTok, we're there on um, yeah at Film Effect Podcast. Actually, I barely use TikTok, but I'm still going to promote it. Uh, YouTube, which I got to catch up on. Uh, that link is in the episode notes. And uh, finally, our email address, if you want to send those still, uh, it's uh, the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, rating, reviews, positive, negative, as long as they're honest, they really do go a long way and help us out. So whether it's Apple, Spotify, or directly from our website, thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash reviews. We genuinely want to hear from you. And finally, merch, as always, low prices, snug material, and a variety of designs, plus it helps support the show. And now that I got all that out of the way, let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. So Mickey Work really thinks Tom Cruise's acting is irrelevant. Does anybody else see this? <laughs> I saw that shit. I laughed a little bit when I read that. I was like, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black right there? Talking about irrelevancy. Did you see the video? Because he's on Pier- no, I didn't. I didn't see a video. I just read an article about it. Have anybody else, if you guys know what I'm talking about, have you heard saw, or seen this video? Yeah, I saw that he said it, and I saw that there was a video, but I just, I don't, I don't know if I just wasn't interested or I was busy, but I didn't click on it. I have not seen said video. I've not heard right, of said so, story. <laughs> all right, so Pier, we all know who Piers Morgan is, and he you know, has a show, of course, and he had Mickey Rourke on for whatever reason, and he asked about Tom Cruise and his uh, you know, success of Top Gun. And before I get into what Rourke actually said, you have to see this video because Rourke has got this fucking long lost gaze in his like plastic face. It is like the goofiest looking <laughs> stare. Like it's just, and he's just like, uh, the guy's been doing the same effing part for 35 years. I got no respect for that. He's irrelevant. His acting's irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, 
I, I don't know. I, Mickey Wark, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, to be honest with you. He had it all in his hands about 10, 12 years 10 ago years with ago, the wrestler. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that, that just shot him back to, I don't want to say A-list, but you know what I mean. Like, he gave him a comeback that he, he was relevant. He was the main villain in the Marvel film. But as quickly as that relevancy came, it went. And boy, did it fucking go away. I don't know how true this is, but I've heard he's not the easiest to work with on set. Like, you know, I heard like he complained a lot when he was filming The Wrestler because it was a low budget and production and he wanted to be treated like, you know, that top tier A-list star <laughs> constantly. You, so. uh, you say that like it's fucking hard to believe or something. I, I was going like, to say, I could totally see that. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's hard to believe. I'm just saying I think it's sour grapes because Tom Cruise is that and isn't right. that level, and Mickey Rourke isn't. And I think at one point he could have been, but that ship sailed a long time. And ago. that's why have they ever worked together. I think he's just mad. Did they ever work? Have they ever worked together I don't before? Think so I can't think of a movie with the two of them in it. Not off the top of my head. One hundred percent. I'll look it not. up when I put my I, when I put my soda down. I'll look it up. I no, um, it, 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 they definitely have not. But that's why I, I, you said you kind of feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him because it's like. Oh, I do. Based, based you know, I, I've heard that too, that he's difficult to work with. So screw anybody who's, you know, I mean, I, I just, I don't have a lot of tolerance for those stories about actors that are just assholes on set. Um, and also it's like, how many like second acts does this fucking guy need to get it together? Like he, he kind of went away and then he came back with the wrestler and Iron Man too. And then. I guess he fucked it up again. Like, I, it's hard to yeah, feel sorry for he that. He totally fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, well, it's hard to feel sorry for that. Screw him. Get it? I yep. mean, he kind of went away. He really went away. He went away completely for about 10, at least 10 years. Well, he didn't I'd go say. away completely because he was still, like, I remember him in um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, like, holding his And that's when it ended. And that's when it, okay, so it wasn't exactly 10 years, but I'd say around that time, the, like, the early to mid-alts, because he had that in Sin City, and then he went away. He did a couple of directed video stuff. Um, actually, I'm not going to lie. He put one out in 2008 with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think what the hell the film is called. It had Thomas Jane and Diane Lane. Um, I'm pulling up his filmography now. It's actually a pretty good damn movie. Um, here we go. It's um, Kill Shot is what it's called. I like that movie, actually. And that's where I actually... That's where I got... That's why I call Andrew my kid brother. Because he, he goes around... He's got this, like, Native American accent in the film. And, like, he's got this monologue in this dinner, dinner scene at the end where he's got Diane Lane and Thomas Jane hostage in their home. And he's, like, reminiscing on this, like, story or whatever. I can't remember what it's about. And he's like, Yeah, I always remember my kid brother. <laughs> And I don't, just the way he says it, like, just stuck with me. And that's why, I don't know, that's kind of the part of the reason. I mean, you are my kid brother, technically. But that's why I'm not I arguing dubbed that. you my kid brother <laughs> after I saw that movie. Because I, I never always said that about you until I saw that about 15 years ago or so. I've, like, the past, one, the past like, two, three years of, like, gone back and watched at least a handful, if not more, of old Mickey Rourke movies and I, he's not the great actor that he's made out to be, in my opinion. Like he has moments where he's good and he's he's entertaining enough. But like speaking of a guy that doesn't have a lot of range, he kind of always, at least in the eighties, he always kind of played Mickey Rourke. Like 
he had a stock character and yeah. that's who he was. Like, go back and watch his movies like Year of the Dragon, um, Nine and a Half Weeks, Homeboy. Homeboy's a little bit different. He's he's kind of quieter in that the more I think about it. But there there's a bunch of them where it's he's just playing Mickey Rourke essentially. Angel Heart. I mean, he's always been Mickey Rourke, you yeah. know, the guy to slick back, you know, grease her hair, the leather jacket, yeah. and that, that cute boy, Johnny Depp-esque, you know, look. So what the fuck's he talking about Tom Cruise? Swooned Not after. that I'm defending Tom Cruise, but like, yeah. you know. I don't know why he was on this show to begin with. Like, he was just popped, he just popped up. I mean, I guess Piers Morgan's just desperate for fucking guests. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what the hell is Mickey Rourke doing these days? Give that you guy a call. just walked it. Like, do you think he just walked in? Like, Piers Morgan's like, all right, let's start the show. And then fucking uh, Mickey I mean, just walks in and sits the, down. The fucking way he looks, you'd like think he just, I don't know, levitated on his way onto the set or something. I don't know. I mean, I'll go even further back, dude. I'll go like Body Heat and Fade to Black, roles like that that come to mind when I think of 80s Mickey Rourke. Those are minor, um, though. He's only like in a scene or two in those movies. I, I don't know about Fade to Black. I, I know, I know. Right? I mean,. You want to get technical? He's in Heaven's Gate. Yeah, Heaven's Gate for I'm, like a scene or two. I'm not gonna lie. The only it's thing that I really though. hold true with Mickey Rourke is literally the wrestler and Iron Man. Like he 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 was a fantastic <laughs> villain, but at the same Iron time, Man. the wrestler is like one oh, of my God. favorite. I thought I no, thought it was terrible, Iron, Man terrible. In Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's just like cringe. Ten thousand. <laughs> I mean, I like him in I like him in Man on Fire. Even though it's not the biggest role, it's still a pretty good role, and it's kind of him as similar um, on par with his Once Upon a Time in in, in Mexico gig. Um, but we haven't even talked about you know Spun, the Pledge, and uh, Animal Factory. Fucking underrated film right there. Yeah, didn't uh, Buscemi it's direct that? S- Steve Buscemi, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, Eddie Bunker wrote it yeah. or co-wrote yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, that's a good Has one. Has he directed anything else? Was that the only movie he did? One he did one called Trees Lounge, along like in the mid nineties. And he also he also directed a video uh, a video uh, episode of The Sopranos. Yeah, that's right. When he was on there for that season and a half. Um, but yeah, I, exactly. I don't know why he's on this show. I don't know why he said what he said. I don't know why the question was brought up. But you know, I, I guess Piers Morgan was trying to get something and he definitely got something because it's been it, talked about he had to have had some sort of idea what was going to happen because it is kind of a random thing to just be talking about well, top gun and tom cruise to mickey rourke when he has nothing to fucking do that's with what anything. piers morgan's known to do he's one of them journalists that are like just like he, they push things they make shit happen because you know, they're desperate for something and isn't is that his fox nation show is that is that where he has a show now I see him. I don't know what network it's on, to be honest with you. I, I don't know, and I, nor do I care. Yeah, I, I watch Fox News for the laughs, and he uh, pops up on there from time to time talking I, about the show he's got. I, I just. I saw the clip pop up on my recommendations on YouTube this morning, watched it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I got to talk about this. Because, like, I think half of it, I wish you guys have I actually watched it. I should have said something. Yeah, actually. I'll get back. That's on me. Because, like, the, the half of it's just the look on his face. Like,. I mean, he's, I don't know, that man must get, like, Botox on the rag because he is just (laughs) one plastic-looking porcelain motherfucker. It's sad. It really is sad. 
I just didn't click on the video because I honestly could not care yeah, less. Tough. What he well, thought we, we told you what I it really is. That's all it was. Care. That's that's the gist of it. It's all about that. Um, and then they got they they turned to politics. So you know, it's it's that's that's the only thing that's worth talking about. Um, so anyway, um, I read this today actually. Uh, Adam Sandler's setting his next film at net at Netflix. And it's uh, another drama. This one's actually going to be like more of a biographical film that I'm curious about. Um, let me pull it up here. So the Funny film... too? <laughs> no, it's it's called You Are So Not Invited to My Bar, Bar Mitzvah. And it's based on a novel, apparently, by Fiona Rosenblum. It's going to see Adam starring... I'm sorry, it's not going to be by... I'm sorry, I take that back. Not biographical. It's just got... I, I misread this earlier. His whole family is in the film as the family. So it's one of those type movies, kind of like This Is 40, Knocked Up, shit like that. So Sandler's going to star alongside his wife, Jackie Sandler, who will be his wife. And then his two teenagers, <laughs> his, his two daughters are going to be in it as his kids. And um, Adina Menzel, or whatever John Travolta's calling her these days, is also going to be in the film. Um, of course, Uncut Gems. He pl- she played his wife. Um, Louis Guzman's in it, and uh, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, Dylan Hoffman, who's uh, Dustin's son, who's from Click. He likes to bring people back from time to time, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, so the reason that I brought this up, of course, is you know, Sandler's got a new film, and that's what it is. But I, he's pivoted the drama. I guess he. Hey, Hustle was better. It was at least. Still watchable. haven't seen Hustle. I still have not watched Hustle, and I I kicked, it, I kicked myself for that because I, I love hear really good gems so it. much. It's stere- It's your stereotypical movie, yeah, you know, like your sports movie. underdog movie. It looked like that. But it was good. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I mean, it was good. look, I can't rave about Uncut Gems enough. Justin, have you watched Uncut it yet? Gems. I watched Uncut Gems the night that we did I want to say Inherent Vice at Sean's place and I but, was okay so you haven't watched it in a sober yeah, no, I was literally oh, literally blind, <laughs> blind drunk by the end of that recording so, so you I haven't seen it, it right I, but I yeah, I couldn't tell you a thing about it and I, he gave me his his uh, DVD copies he's got a digital copy so I just I have to go back mm-hmm. and watch it I, it's on the list okay. of about 500 other movies I need to watch yeah exactly watch it sober yeah you know we'll be sober <laughs> next time i watch it i remember like at one point i turned to sean and said this might be the best movie i've ever seen in my life like i know i, I remember <laughs> I was enjoying it, you know. <laughs> that lines up i just thought you were gonna say i remember putting it in the dvd player <laughs> no, I, I do remember <laughs> watching it i just don't remember anything about it hey alcohol brings the honesty out in you so you <laughs> could be on a you know breakthrough there yeah i was very impressed with it i remember that um, See, so yeah, the movie itself is set in the early aughts and tells the story of a teenager named Stacy Friedman. And in the lead up to her bat mitzvah, she discovers her best friend Lydia Katz. I have no idea why this is telling us her like all these characters' full names. Kissing her longtime crush Andy, as the title suggests, this act leads to Stacy to bar her best friend from one of the most important events of her life. And this is a Sandler movie. So. I'm not gonna lie, this sounds terrible so far. 
I don't know. It's uh, the article says there's been no release window revealed for the film yet, but there is definitely potential for the film to eventually get a sequel. Yes, because the novel has a sequel as well called "We Are So Crashing Your Bar Mitzvah." Mm. So, I mean, I'm curious. I'm not going to sit here and trash something I know nothing about that we haven't even seen anything because they haven't even shot anything. I mean, I'm curious but, about anything that Adam Sandler does, honestly. Have you honestly always said that about him? Have you been a lifelong Sandler fan? I do. I mean, I I enjoy. I mean, I enjoy his comedies. I haven't, you know, That's got fine. into like his more serious roles and stuff. Hey, but his comedies are hit or miss with me. Yeah. honestly. I yeah. mean, I'm always gonna go back to the old. Stuff. I mean, I could watch Just Go with it like every day. Me it's too. a good oh, movie. Me too. It's me so too. funny too. The beard in the wind. <laughs> I love the dumbest shit about that movie too. Um, no. See, I'm the opposite. I like his dramatic stuff, and I hate his comedic stuff ever since the early yeah, 2000s. I mean, my like, husband's I not a. I've tried. Yeah, to my husband's some. not a big like comedic yeah, Adam Sandler fan at all. He makes fun I of me. I, yeah. I don't know, but I think just go with it. Might be the newest thing he's done that I like is as far as comedies go. I really liked. Um, I mean, I. I mean, I guess it is a more serious role. No, Hubie the Halloween. Movie, I liked Hubie Halloween. I haven't seen that, but the movie blended with gonna... uh, Drew Barrymore. That was Ooh, that was a pretty good movie on, too. We're on different islands on that one, huh? I could not stand that. Uh, I enjoyed movie. it. I enjoyed it. I mean, it, I try because Drew Barrymore and Sandler the third film together. True. You think could be something because I fucking adore. Wedding, wedding singer, singer and yeah. Fifty First Dates. Yeah. Oh, Fifty First like Dates those. is just as good, I think. Yeah. Uh, wedding Singer yeah. is going to be, you know, one of the best. But I think Fifty First Dates holds its own. There's something about that movie that every time I watch it, I always come out like, that was a fucking good movie. I think the thing with uh, Blended, though, was like, what is it, Bella Thorne? I, I didn't like her whole storyline. It was just like, yeah, it was the whole weird boy to me. Thing. Yeah. She looked like a boy. Yeah. Nah, I think my problem, my my biggest issue with Blended was it just turns in, it just morphs into too many different things. There's so much shit going on in this movie. Um, there's a whole musical act with like a African tribe at one point. Oh, yeah, with Terry Crews. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's like a fucking whole, a lot of the jokes don't land with me. Uh, at the aforementioned Bella Thorne, you know, daughter looking like a boy thing that just i don't know that the, the film didn't work for me i didn't really laugh at all i think like one scene made me chuckle and it's because i don't know probably some random shit popped up i like random humor so but uh you know but as far as the drama stuff goes i love it i love uncut gems i love um hell yeah uh, um punch drunk love punch drunk love oh yeah i forgot about you know. that one no i do i do like that one and I've said this before uh, on the show. I'm, I, I don't hate Spanglish. That's not bad either. The, I don't know. The la- I used to like his comedies up until like the early 2000s, like Big Daddy I liked. I don't remember what year that came out. 99. That was a long time ago. 99. And then I, I saw the last one I watched from start to finish was Jack and Jill. Ooh. And I wanted to – I just – Wanted to bang my head into a fucking wall. Like the only part I, I liked actually was, did do uh, that. I didn't like that one. Yeah, like, I like. Oh, the Dunkachino. 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 Like that shit was pretty funny. 
Uh, and like when he just stopped uh, doing so, the play I to take a phone so call. I felt so sorry for him being in that fucking movie. I thought it was going to be like a one and done scene. Oh no. Oh fucking no. Pacino oh, no, is a co-star. He's in it. And then I started watching it's That's bad, My Boy. Justin. I, the the it's part bad. of me that loves bad movies wants to watch that movie. Like I feel like I need to see it. And now that you're saying Pacino. <laughs> oh, check it out. I thought the same thing. I thought Pacino. I've seen that Don Pacino scene. I thought that was it. But. If you're saying the no. Pepto Bismol, I'm gonna have to watch it. He's like obsessed with the with the the the, the sister, the Sandler <laughs> yeah, female character. All right, I, I'm definitely watching it at some Pepto Bismol, um, bro. Yeah, there's a whole there's a yeah there's a whole subplot involving all that shit. <laughs> but um, what were you saying, Corey? No, I was saying, and then I started to watch That's My Boy, and the whole premise of that movie disgusted me, so I... And <laughs> I, just, I borderline like that movie. There's something about that oh, film Jesus that makes Christ. me laugh every time I, I watch That's it. My boy. I'll give it to that. That's My Boy is funny. I'm sorry. I laughed pretty I, much I, the whole way through. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I something about that film always makes me chuckle and laugh. <laughs> that ain't it so and then like uh my wife was like watching hubie halloween and i don't know like it just didn't catch my interest i was like yeah, i'm just gonna go stare at a wall or something somewhere else use my time better <laughs> i don't know if it's drama i'll watch it i might watch the one we're talk we were talking about just because it is drama i mean and i'd be interested to see his kids but yeah if it's a comedy i just do not care at all at this point but reeling this conversation in before we change topic like is this like the new norm for Sandler? Do you guys think that he's just gonna go down this like rabbit hole of dramas for like? He's always kind of done this ever since Punch Drunk Love. He's kind of. He, he I don't. I've never seen him kid do this. I don't. I don't. I've never Wasn't seen him do one like, like this kind of streak. Like when he did, like around the time of, uh, might have been a little bit later in Spanglish. But what's the one with Don Cheadle? Uh, right over, over me. me. There wasn't, oh yeah. There wasn't Has one not aged copper. well. Like there was like I feel like there was like two or three around the same time. The Kyle yeah, is he... a comedy though. Oh, I, thought. I watched the Kyle. I thought it was. I felt there was more because people have kind of like tried to say that's drama. No, that's a goofy movie. It's it's more of a comedy than a drama. It does have dramatic elements, but it's more of a drama or more of a comedy than a drama. Um. So it's hard to throw that one in there with the other films. But Rain Over Me, I gave that film high praise for the longest time. I yeah, rewatched it. Was, I rewatched that, it a couple years ago. It does not hold up. It was trying too hard. It, that was award bait to me. That rang it from the first time I watched it. Like they were just trying to go for the Academy or something like that. Yeah, it, it doesn't hold up well at all for me. So. I think Sandler will do a comedy when he wants to go on vacation again. <laughs> well, the thing is... <laughs> he wants to go back to Africa Well, one more thing is that all these films, you know, the, the the basketball film he has now, and then his next film, um, you know, they're dramas. And they're, he's got, you know, he had this... I think he extended his Netflix deal to four more movies. We know one of them is going to be Murder Mystery 2. That's been confirmed. But now, are the other films, or well, two of them at least, are definitely going to be the dramas. One of them is, and one of them is what I just described to everybody. But is that final filming, you know, the contract going to be another drama, or will he go back to a comedy? Who knows? Not so. to stretch this conversation any longer, but going back to that point Corey made about Sandler's wanting to go on vacation, that'll be his next comedy. Have you guys <laughs> ever watched the um, 
red letter media review of Jack and Jill. Oh yeah. I it's have. one of my favorite pieces of film criticism ever because it like, of it's, course they yeah. take a shit on Jack and Jill, but then they go into talking about the industry and the way things are done. And they, they took, they, they really reeled that in, bring that home. Oh my God. And they were just short. In fact, not even just short. I think they flat out just say that Sandler's like a con man. And like, he like just makes these movies like they like get back. Like they talk about all the, the, blatant product placement and shit like that and it just they make it sound more like a ponzi scheme than a, a film production it's it's great it's such a worthwhile watch if you've never seen that before yeah it was a good episode yeah all right moving on um let's do this one quickly uh this one's more of a just general conversation so after you know we were in the middle of this blockbuster summer like honestly, this has been a bigger summer at the box office than even I would have predicted coming out of a you know worldwide pandemic for you know going on two years. Um, but deadline this is where I pulled this from. Uh, they bring up a good point. Starting next month and in the early fall, it's going to be dried up. Like there's going to be nothing coming out because a lot of films have got pushed back. August was supposed to be like, I think August has that bullet train film, if I'm not mistaken, the first week. Yeah, August 5th. Yeah, the 5th, right. Then the rest of the month is like nothing. September was supposed to be the um, Salem's Lot. That just got pushed back two days ago. They re- they pushed it back the next April. So, you know, it's looking like... I have no idea. I mean, I know Clerks 3 comes out in september but that's i was speaking of, i have a minor update on clerks three there's actually going to be a fathom events um uh, two night show for it and it's coming to i'm speaking locally between the five of us Towson is showing it on september 13th and 15th so for we're one, going for, right it's like a seven yeah we're going to one of them for sure uh i plan on getting our tickets uh next week so that includes you too, Josh. You in? Oh yeah, I'm down. Cool, Justin. That get, goes. Get, get no, I was you, you said you're speaking, <laughs> I know, I was a joke. speaking to the five. Of, you're speaking to the four. Four of you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no. Uh, looks like nothing's really coming until October. What's that? Halloween ends, and then I I don't know. Uh, don't worry, darling. But how big is that film going to be? How big is uh, Olivia Wilde's sophomore effort? Is he, do we really think that's going to be a big? Is that going to bring a lot of people in? No, Bullet Train's no. not either. I'm not saying it's going to be a bomb or anything, but people don't flock to see like Brad. Like Brad Pitt's a movie star, but people he doesn't make like blockbuster kind of movies for the most part. So, and Bullet Train ain't it, right? Either. You know? the, the the whole box office thing this year is, is is a sugar high off of Top Gun for the most part. Without Top Gun, I think the the picture would be very different. Have you seen them Jurassic Park numbers? Have I seen what? Them Jurassic Park Jurassic numbers? Park. No, are they are they that big? Oh, they're, it's already went over a billion dollars. Oh, really? I didn't realize. That. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep. Even I was surprised by that. As domestically, it's sitting at around five hundred. Fucking dinosaurs, else, dude. It's like seven. <laughs> yeah. So. I know. thought the word of mouth was bad enough on that that it might have got dinged a little bit. 
Apparently not. It wasn't it, it wasn't across the pond everywhere else around the world. <laughs> I think people are just, just curious here. about them bringing back like the original, yeah. you know, actors too. Yeah. Which is weird because I mean when I saw it like their their whole dynamic and the like it just felt like they were reading from pages to each other. It didn't even feel like they had any chemistry at all. It, it was weird to they me. Probably all filmed it at home. They're probably like <laughs> filming in their fucking backyards, uh, bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's really nothing coming out uh, in the fall anymore. You know, you you're gonna have your typical and the films that are coming out that I haven't mentioned that I'm actually gonna mention in a little bit coming up are like coming to streaming services. So, yeah, I, I think what you're bringing up is something that I've heard, uh, Chris Stuckman bring up on YouTube. It's like, there's no more medium movies. It's all the big Jurassic parks, top guns, the big blockbusters like that. And then you have the small movies, like don't worry, darling. And then we're not going to have anything in the middle. So you're not going to have anything to fill in kind of, I'm not going to say dead spots in the year, but you know, the lower spots like in September right. before Halloween and awards. Season. And that's because was and it, I think that's a symptom of it. Cause was it August also supposed to be that black Adam film before rock pushed it back to, uh, that's the other one coming out in October. He pushed it back to October. I think, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. He did. Cause uh, I think, you know, a lot of nowadays August is kind of becoming, even though it's technically the summer season, I think it's just really from May to July. The way it, it really is lately. once you get to like mid to late july it dies down like august is not what it used to be you know it's what george lucas was talking about this it was like at least five or six years ago might have been even longer and he was saying basically that movies are going to become like theme parks where it's going to cost a hundred dollars to go see a movie it's going to be on the biggest screen you've ever seen in your life with the best project you know the best sound and it's going to be like a ride and you know the movies are going to cost half a million dollars i mean um half a billion dollars to make and you're not you know there's not going to be a such thing as the mid-tier movie anymore i think streaming sort of exacerbated all that like you know it really has. sped up the process it definitely has the pandemic really did, just did streaming a serious favor um it's know. just convenient uh, for a lot of people. It is. It is. Yeah, I don't really have um, a problem with it, but, to be honest with you. I mean, as, it's as, like, as it, a movie fan, I'm fine with it. Well, and just to take, like, just me, my husband, and our two kids to go, like, we went to um, go see Buzz Lightyear on 4th of July, and it was, like, $75 yeah. for all four of us when we yep. could just get it for, like, 20 or 30 bucks at home, you know? You can wait until August when it comes out on Disney Plus and just watch yeah, it. Well, home, that's our know? plan. I, I would assume there's a price difference between the two kids and you and your husband, correct? Yeah, it's it's. Mm, I'm pretty sure it's difference. like a it's like a five dollar difference or something. About I can't really remember. That's still, that's still a difference still, enough. Yeah, and then it's like you know, what do you do? You see it like on you know Dolby with like the sound and everything, or do you just right. do the digital? It's you know that's the decision you have to make too. Cause that like makes the price go up, you know, significantly too. The way I look at it and the way everyone should is the fact that it's, it's convenient. Yes. But you're never going to take away that theatrical experience. That is true. You know? And I think a lot, I think a lot of films prove that, that, you know, start, uh, starting with Spider-Man, Spider-Man really set that off to like, 
it I just feel like there's always going to be that niche, though. Swing. No pun intended. I feel like there's always going to be that niche, though. Like, no matter how deep in the crevice you get, like, there's people that are going to want to go to the theater for that experience. For something like a Spider-Man or a Marvel film or even, like, Dune. Dune's, like, a perfect example back in, like, December. Like, people were definitely going to the theaters to see that. And, like, could you imagine watching that for your first time at home on a television? My husband did, to... and he fell asleep multiple times. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's a, it's an experience that should be seen on the big screen around, like, Dolby Digital or something like that. Like, that's where it's made for in particular. Yeah, I agree so. with that. Yeah, it, it just depends on what movie it is. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Last last August, um, the Suicide Squad came out, and I watched that in my bed that Friday morning when it came out. L- loved it. Went to work. After work, I went to the theater and saw it in Dolby. So you know, it just I I wanted to have that experience. Yeah, it's nice to have that you know at home at your fingertips sort of option but as long as i always have that option as well to go see it like i did with suicide squad last year to the theater like i'm a happy camper and as far as the theatrical experience goes to all of us complaining about the way how much ticket costs you know prices are and shit like that like i cannot stress a list or whatever theater brand you go to they all have membership plans now i'm serious i'm not trying to be like believe me no one's sponsoring this show i'm just saying like it really because you're seriously for an extra like two or three dollars from that one ticket you're spending on yourself you can get a pass and get see as many as you know as you, you get your cat at three a week but he goes to the theater three three times a week. You're still going. You you still have essentially twelve total, you know, times you can go. It's three three a week. It can be in three D. It can be in the IMAX theater. It can be in the Dolby theater. It doesn't matter. The options are endless. As long as you, you know, give them that twenty dollars a month, you can go. That's what I do. You know, it's it's yeah, so convenient. Most people most people don't go to the theaters that much, though. I mean, but I'm if, just being what realistic. What I'm saying though like, is, if you go more than once, even if you know you're going to go to the theater more than once, a lot once of people that don't month. go more than once. A lot of people go see Spider Man, then they'll go see Marble Madness, you know, Doctor Strange and Marble Madness in like five months. Like, and that's I realize it, not you know? everyone's like that. I'm just saying I'm pushing this on the people that know that they're going to go. I know not everyone is going to be like that. You know, everyone's different. I understand that. Here's my other you know? thing with going to the movies, besides the cost of it, is just the experience itself. Going to the movies used to be a fucking magical experience for me. Like, I used to treat a movie like church. Like, I took it very seriously. Like, And now, like, people just, like, the people who work at the theater can't stand the fucking sight of you. And if you can get something to eat or drink in less than 15 or 20 minutes, it's a miracle. Um, Smells funny. It, yeah. I mean, they're just not kept up anymore. And like, and then in the theater, we went and saw Thor the other day. I'm going to sound so fucking old right now, but it is what it is. And there was a group of like 20 something kids in front of us. And like, one kid's phone like literally rang loud as shit during the movie. Another kid just like pulled his phone out and started like scrolling through um, TikTok. And it's like, if I'm at home and like my wife pulls her phone out or my daughter, like that's part of the deal. I expect that. I tune that out. But when I'm in a fucking movie theater, like 
Like you don't know better than that. I, it should, that it's amazing to me that that doesn't go without saying. It's just people are such fucking assholes that that ruins you. Ed, when you and I saw Flux Gourmet and we had the theater all to ourselves, like if you could promise me that every time, beautiful. I, I'd be I'd be in a movie theater every fucking week again. Like I, you know, like the old days. But it's just it's a torturous process nowadays just to go see a fucking movie. Well, I was yeah, I, will say I agree that too. I agree. But it depends on what movie theater you're going to. Like, if you go to like a low key movie theater or whatever have you, you're probably not going to be hassled by like a large audience. If you go to an AMC, you know what I mean. Like, that's something different. So, yeah, I, I, I feel like it, it, it's different in that aspect. But also, it, it the same thing could be said if you like wait like two weeks to go see a movie for the movie theater experience. But at the same time, like if you're a diehard movie fan, like it just it it hurts. Yeah, to be a part of this, and 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 like like Justin said, I don't mean to be like old curmudgeon, but at the same time, it is annoying. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to enjoy the experience, but due to the modern day hassles or whatever have you, it's like irritating in a way. Yeah, it takes you out of it. The thing is, like, I don't want to have to be on the verge of a fist fight every time I go to a movie. Like I went, I forget what this was a couple years ago, but like I'm sitting there and the guy behind me is kicking my chair, and it's like. Do I really got to turn around and fucking confront this guy about like, I, I shouldn't have to say that. Just, you know, don't know to not fucking kick the chair of the person in front of you. It's, it's just so frustrating. So that's why I'm stream everything. I'm a big proponent. Close all the movie theaters down. Fuck them. I've, I've been, I've been a big, <laughs> big guy for that as well. Like I want everything to fall. So when the movie theater experience does come back, it's for like the hardcore movie goer experience. Yeah, but the theater experience hasn't really changed much. Because I argue, like, all right, you can still get, you know, you can still have fun with crowds. Just go opening weekend, preferably on a Friday night or a Saturday night around 9 or 10 p.m. or 8 to see, like, the biggest action or whatever blockbuster with a, with a pack group, you know, house. Shit like that. Like, when I saw both Infinity War and Endgame several years ago, those are some of the funnest fucking nights I've ever had in my life. I went with you to see Endgame, and we saw it like a low-key experience. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't low-key. We went to a midnight show, and everyone was having fun, (laughs) interacting, cheering, and applauding shit. I'm sorry. Misconstruction. But at the same time, like, that's, that's what I want. Like, don't make me sound old and curmudgeon, but like I just want the movie theater experience to die so when it comes back, it's more for like the hardcore movie goer. But you know it did I mean? that. It did die and come back. It died two years ago and came back. We're, this is the rebirth. When I saw Spider-Man, I mean, that was it. not what I... Alright, I don't know what you're... Then you're, you're, you're demanding too much or expecting. Your expectations lower than my brother. What I'm saying though, another thing is... um. You know, the the people, the workers and shit like that, not giving a damn, that's a generational thing. That's just anywhere you go, not just the theaters. Like, let me start my 20,000th fucking rant about going to a drive-thru. You know, it's it's the worst because people are the fucking worst. They, they just close up the fucking place whenever they feel like it, you know, it, just to go outside to smoke a J or whatever. And don't, it just, just Everyone's lazy. Because kids these day are these day, kids these days are fucking lazy, and now I'm selling the old motherfucker of the group, 
And it sucks, but it's the truth. Hey, I know that like there's like six percent of people under the age of eighteen who listen to us. You're fucking up. No, all That's I'm it. saying is when I go to a movie theater experience, I want to hold the same experience with everyone else, not just somebody that's passing it's, the time. That's I why I kind of wanted to... You're expecting too much. Yeah, You'd have to like answer trivia before you go in. <laughs> do you want, the, no, do you want the film to caress you, to give you a drink and call you by your middle name? When I go to a movie theater, I don't want some guy to be sitting next to me that has no fucking care to, in the world to be here. He's just doing it to pass the time. I, like, I don't that's need not, to like go ape shit over every movie. I just want to watch a movie on the biggest screen possible sometimes, and I don't want to. Dude, I, I can do that in my house. Jump through hoops to do it, you know. I just want it to be quiet. Yeah, so exactly. when you, Ed, we're talking but at about that point, what's the point of even going to the movie theater then? Because it's a giant screen well, and a fucking awesome sound system. It's a different experience. But there are exceptions, yeah, I think, to being loud and having fun and stuff. Like there are exceptions to that. Like I just no, said, there, Endgame and stuff, like big event there movies. Is, like you can do that and have fun. I'm not saying everyone can. pull out your fucking phone and 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 live stream the whole thing. You know, keep your phones away always. Keep them motherfucker. When I get in the theater, ask any of these guys who go to the theater with me. The first thing I do when I sit down, I turn my fucking phone off, and it does not come back on until the end credits start rolling. Yeah, it's just like I don't have a problem with reactions and stuff like that. That's like, what oh, I love gasping most about it. Something or laughing like that's good, but like when I saw Endgame. I wanted to leave. Honestly, me and my wife both wanted to leave just because of how terrible it was. There was a there was some kids next to us, and there was plenty of kids in the theater that were fine. But of course, we were sitting next to the demon children <laughs> that were next, you know, just that happened to be next to us, and like literally narrating every single thing that happened, like in the annoying kid voice that's like fucking shrill and like above everything else in the quiet spots. They're like running in the aisles back and forth. Hey, on the at least they the weren't babies. I love when that happens. Yeah, it, it was just terrible. It just ruined the whole thing. Like I had to rewatch it when it came out on Blu-ray just to kind of enjoy it at that point. Like it was just sad how bad it was. And it's just, you know, I have plenty of good experiences, but. That was one where I'm just like I never want to go to another Marvel movie in the theaters because that's what it turns out to be half the time. That's actually funny because it's like the complete opposite for me. Like when I saw Endgame in the theater with everybody, I was dude, it was so hype. Everybody was so into it, and that's what I love most about it. People that were there for the experience, for that exact environment that you wanted to be a part of. So, hmm. all right, let's move on because. Surprised we've lasted this long. Uh, so, when's the last time we've talked about Fletch on this podcast? About Fletch? So can, yeah, Fletch, man. So there's a third Fletch film coming out called Confess Fletch with John Hamm now playing the titular character. Mm. And news just broke a couple hours ago, as of this recording, that it's premiering on VOD and in limited theater release on September 16th and will premiere on Showtime October 28th. Film is coming out. I, I'm i okay. Synopsis. I, uh, I do. Fletch becomes the prime suspect in a murder case while searching for his Harris girlfriend's stolen heart collection. His only way out is to sift through a long list of suspects uh, that include his own girlfriend to find out the real culprit. 
and this is a film that's been trying to be relaunched for years. Fucking Kevin Smith tried doing it famously with um, Jason Lee as the character for the longest time. Um, you know, the, the, the Chevy Chase films, now, I've never seen Fletch Lives, but... It sucks. I love the original Fletch. The original Fletch it's, is an all-star classic. It, the interaction with him and M. Armin, Walsh in the fucking doctors in the yeah the doctor's office. Moon like, River, Babar. Isn't there a children's book with an elephant named Babar? <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking scene. <laughs> oh River. I don't know. To me, that's just one of the type of movies where it's like almost lightning in a bottle. I don't know if anybody's ever going to be able to kind of recapture that. At least that's the way I feel. Like the first one's a classic, but. Second one failed, and I I don't see this one being any different. But you know, you never know; it might be good. The thing about these films, and including the first, is I've never I'm not familiar with the source material. Like I've never read the books they're based on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If, if John Hamm is playing, and not that John Hamm does comedy from time to time, but I don't think anybody thinks of him as a lead comedic actor. So I think he's funny. Is this one never... le- leaning more towards the books than a Chevy Chase type Fletch? I think is maybe the idea. Sean would know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jocelyn, you've been quiet. Are you a fan of Fletch, or do you have no clue what we're talking about? I have about? no clue what you're talking about. I do like John <laughs> <Okay>. Hamm. <laughs> but, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> so Fletch was a film that came out in the mid-'80s with Chevy Chase, and he's basically, it's it's a comedy, and um, but the, it's based off a, a serious book. Mm-hmm. And... It's basically he's trying to solve this. I don't know. Like Tim, does, he meets this guy who asks. He says he'll pay him like I think it's like a million dollars to kill him the following night, the stage of like a suicide or some shit. And that's how the film essentially starts. And he's a he's a low key reporter. And the the whole selling point about the movie is his his gimmicks. Uh, his uh. Disguises. 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 Thank you, guys. Costumes, disguises. That's what I was going to say. It was costumes. But, yeah, his, you know, every scene, for the most part, when he's out, you know, on the job, he has a different disguise. Like, one scene, he's playing with the fucking Lakers with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's got a fucking afro. There's a scene. It's a fantastic uh, part. Yeah. You know, and everything. And then, of course... During the day, he's, you know, this, like I said, low-key reporter and shit. And he's just, like, on Venice Beach and shit. And there's George Wentz character. And I'm kind of, like, rambling now about the shit, but I digest. The, the I, I digress. The film itself is really funny. I digest. I, it's a classic <laughs> movie. It was a lot to digest. Fuck off. There's a lot to uh, digest. But, um, yeah, so you should see it in your free time whenever Yeah, I'll, you I'll check it out. Flex. I mean, who doesn't like Chevy Chase, so... Yeah, I don't. Oh, but that's Lord. actually one of the good ones. <laughs> Never mind then. All right, so let's move on to coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. We now we saw a teaser, but now we have a full-length trailer for Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Of a thousand corpses. Halloween. 
and the Devil's Rejects brings you the greatest love story ever told. Oh, I, I don't like the sound of that. Think of it. The brain of a super genius transplanted into the body of a perfect physical specimen. <laughs> I want a man that makes my blood run cold. A man that every time he enters my crypt, it's like a stake through my dead black heart. I can whip you up a humpy down in the lab. Oh no, remember what happened last time? He was batted. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm looking for a vision, a queen, true love. And what exactly do you want? Is Herman Munster in there? Uh -huh. I knew the moment I laid eyes on you that you were special. I understand if you don't feel the same. I'm just a regular gal living a boring, normal life. If there's one thing I know, is that the rest of the world melted away as soon as you appeared in my life. It seems Miss Lily is truly in love. Oh, come on, you know and I know that we gotta get rid of that bozo Herman Munster. <laughs> Transylvania! That's a strange way of saying hello. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to get used to it. I mean, we should start this off looks like, like is this the real trailer. Does anybody have this looks fun. To say about it? Let's, let's do this looks th this looks fun. It looks so I'm sorry. Awesome. I, I, I watched I it three it fucking so times. It looks fun. I'm looking forward to watching this in a couple months when fucking Peacock sue me, kill me. I don't care. Justin, I know you. I watched it. The first time I watched it, I was like, Justin hates every it's, fucking second I mean, of look, this. I'm, I like the <laughs> Monsters TV show. Now, I'm not I'm not at all Rob Zombie fan, so I, I didn't care about that angle. But it's like, I, you know, I've root for him to make a good Monsters movie. Why not? It looks like a fucking local commercial. Like it looks like the most low budget. Thank you, Justin. The point. Yeah, thank you. That's no, the point. On. It's a nineteen fifties era like promotion. It doesn't look as that fucking look bad as you guys are putting this, it. This, no. this movie does not look like a fifty era TV show. It looks like a current, like used car commercial. It looks like fucking. It looks art. like a joke trailer. Yeah, it's terrible. Like it, it looks like a trailer they put together like as a That's joke. The like point. honestly. You think the movie's gonna be serious? It's gonna be a. It's the it's movie is like it's, it's kind of like, like. Think of it. Is it really is PG? Yeah. Oh wow. This, no, it's PG. It's PG. No, it's PG thirteen. But still, this is what for I a took from it. Film, like that's. This is, this is what I took from it. Think, Brady Bunch movie, which looked like a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like a fucking fan yeah, film. Like, come on, yeah, that's th this excuse. I don't, that's it. it's the like, point. Though, no, it's not like, the point. It's it is the point. No, it's hmm. not. 
We got, a movie we got ourselves like a real a fucking heated conversation right <laughs> I now. I think Holy a movie shit. should look like a movie. I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't know. But not everything has to be I taken don't... seriously. It's, it's satirical. Even... It's, I... it's a Fletch comedic... was not a serious movie. It looked like a movie. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this. Like, I'm not excited. I wasn't excited before the trailer. I'm not excited after the trailer. I'll probably never watch it. I was not like, excited before the God trailer, damn, and now pal. I am excited. Now I, I am excited. I'm, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying it didn't interest me. I never liked the monsters back when there was the reruns. I never, I mean, I watched some of them. See, I, I like the, really like the monsters. Maybe I'm different in this so, aspect, but I like the monsters. So, like. No, it's fine. It's just not my thing. I wasn't interested in it. I watched a trailer, thought to myself, well, those college kids put on a good fucking thing trailer. But back in the 50s or 60s, like like TV commercials and trailers were like 20, 30 seconds long. It it gets the point across and that's it. It moves forward. I literally, but Andrew, I'm not joking. I literally thought I clicked on the wrong trailer when I first clicked on it. I was like, oh, this has got to be some fan-made shit. I must have clicked on the wrong trailer. And then I realized it was the trailer. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying it is a terrible thing. I'm just saying my first reaction to it. I had this exact same thing just I got. I, the I, got I got the point of it. So I had fun with it. I'm ready. I love the got fact it. that Daniel Roebuck and Jeff Daniel Phillips are like, got they, they have these like lead roles in a big, you know, this is a big film for Peacock, and, and in turn, like, they're going to really fucking be promoting this movie. I think this is going to surprise a lot of people when it comes out. There's something about it. I, I just got this vibe watching the trailer. Like, I just think that this is finally going to be a Rob Zombie film that people, like, 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 collectively enjoy. You know, I know the, the, the Firefly trilogy has its fair share of fans. I'm one. But it also has its fair share of people who just fucking despise them and i know you're one of them justin yeah i'm just not a fan and that, that has just, nothing to do with my feelings about this trip th- now you said it's peacock this this isn't getting a theatrical release i do not think so okay, i think this well is then, a peacock original maybe i can forgive it for looking like yeah no it it's not like television. a big movie theater experience no it's not no this is a peacock original this is gonna be straight so to it's peacock. a tv movie which is why it looks the way it does that right i'm yeah, still not fitting yes, yes correct yes yes that's what I love so much about it. It's so cheesy. Like we're not going to be seeing this theater in a theater um, when it comes out. It's it, this is going to be you know, yeah, you sit in your bed or your couch or you get your friends together and you queue it up. You know, it's one of those ordeals. This is not going to be a theatrical film. They more or less Who the fuck has their friends over to watch. Let people? me let me put it into perspective. <laughs> they more or less cut a vignette for you and your buddies to sit around at like Friday night at like seven p.m. to watch some crazy banana shit for like an hour and a half. That's right. That's what I love That's most right. about it. It's it sticks That's so right. close to the source material. My other question is: Is anybody gonna really? And I'm not saying about the quality of the trailer or the show, but like nobody cares about Peacock. So is that gonna be an issue for this? Hey, thing? I care about Peacock. That's where you can Peacock's, watch The Office. What, what you, like, what I was gonna about? say, People The Office care. is like the That's biggest show ever, it. dude. Pe- <laughs> Peacock's that, pretty big. What are you talking about? Like pretty much every Universal film. Is now coming to Peacock. You get it for free with Xfinity. Though. Okay. Like, uh, I mean, you I get a lot know. of things like, for free of a lot of things, dude. What's the point? Hey, I don't have what, cable, what is your so point? I don't get anything for free. <laughs> I have to. I have to pay for that subscription. You know. 
What's another good Peacock show on there? I mean, I'm asking seriously. I really don't know. Like, I don't. I, I've watched some movies on there. The but WWE I've never Network. Seen show. Are we talking about politics? Or are we yeah, talking the, about the movies? fucking network is on <laughs> poli- the, the the entire WWE Network is on Peacock. Oh, good now. lord! I mean, that alone <laughs> is you know, it's a big deal. Stone so. Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> it's a slobber locker. All right, let's move on. What is he doing here? We found your daughter. She's alive. Be prepared for changes. We have a child therapist that she'll be working with. Four years is a long time. What she needs right now is our family. Esther? Sweetheart, it's mommy. Welcome home, Esther. We left it just as it was. It's lovely to be back. I miss my family very much. Our goal here is helping Esther acclimate back into life within the family unit. Sorry. I think something's going on with Esther. Is there anything you want to tell me about your time away? How is that possible? Four years ago, she was still drawing stick figures. Esther's behavior has been so erratic. Hello, Mommy. Thank you, Mommy. I know, Mommy. I did notice some inconsistencies. What are you getting at? To me, it felt like a performance. If you're not Esther, who are you? Y'all orphan fans? <laughs> I was until the end. I have no problem. <laughs> I thought it was decent till the end. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about how I have no problem with orphans, but that's even better. So this, for, so this forgotten <laughs> film from 2009 that had a beginning, middle, and end now has well, an end, all right. <laughs> a prequel? Question mark. I don't know if don't this fully... is a prequel or a sequel. I'm not sure. And I'm not I don't sh- understand. No, I mean, so you know, the movie is based on a true story. That like the true story is actually it's it's kind of fascinating if you get the time to like well, read well, up about on. it. What choose your wording carefully, hon? You mean it's based on true? Well, events? true, yeah, true events. There you go. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Now before we go, but on, this I, reminds I me, this. Well, this newer movie reminds me more of like the 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 true events behind it. If that makes sense, right? Like w- without. 
given a spoiler because I imagine most people have watched it who are going to watch it by now. Is this the one where the orphan turns out to be like a 34 year old woman? Yes. Or yes. Like, yeah. like, a, like a fucking, listen, <laughs> no, she's like a fucking 35 year old fucking Russian prostitute who's like a heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> that's it folks and that's literally all folks anyhow we move to the next subject matter and she kills CCH Pounder with a fucking hammer you didn't have to go that into this that was my this. reaction when I watched the movie CCH oh, Pounder's man. in the trailer though right yeah, she she's she's in it and she no 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 she's not in this new the one big, she's the nun in this trailer right isn't that CCH Pounder <laughs> wait a minute you watched. You, you watched. Did your trailer have Julia Stiles or was it? Um, oh shit! Did Vera I watch Farmiga? the trailer for the original? <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't talk about baby. Uh, <laughs> Vera Farmiga. Yeah, yeah. that the happened. That was that, that was like thirteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, but honestly, my reaction just now was my reaction when I watched the movie. <laughs> I just had to fucking laugh. Oh, man. I was like, "Oh man, you you kind of had me till that point." <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what that's how the original orphan ends, and then like she gets kicked really hard in the head, and her neck breaks or something like that. Um, and then now all of a sudden, because it's not like orphan was a huge like fucking box office, you know, win it 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 was modest, I guess. It was like moderate. Yeah, I think it was nothing. Nothing to write home about. Nothing to like say, hey, remember that film 13 years ago? We should really do a sequel to that. No. It, it's been 13 years. Yeah, 2009 is when it came yeah, out. I was, when you sent that over to watch it, I was just like, wait, is this, wait, like. Crazy. <laughs> had no <laughs> idea. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no clue. They were making a sequel, prequel, whatever it is. Whatever this is supposed to be, you're right. But yeah, and I mean, clearly they fucking digitally de-aged her. They had to have because, like, that girl, it's like, her name's like Isabella Fairman or something like that's her name. Yeah. Um, She's, like, in her 30s now. (laughs) I'm sorry, and she does not look like she's, like, a 30-year-old in this preview. Like, when she's playing the little girl role, like, she definitely, you know, no. I have questions about this movie. I'm looking forward to Paramount Plus. To my shock, surprise, it's coming out next month. So we're not going to have to wait that much longer. It comes out on Paramount Plus, another streaming service film. Because um, I was confused, though, because the original one was uh, produced by Warner Brothers, and it was one of those Dark Castle movies. And now... Paramount is doing the sequel. Oh, she's so. she's only twenty five years old. Oh, she is. Yeah. Oh, well, she still looks old. <laughs> she doesn't look like she's fucking like twelve or how old she's supposed to be. In this. Right. I'm actually shocked. She, I thought she was a lot older than that too. Yeah, really. I thought she was like thirty two or something. Right. Eh, who cares? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Last trailer. So this is film Fall coming out. Uh. 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 
horrible thing happened to you, I just want you to be able to move on with your life. Come here. It's coming up on a year. I have something that's planned, and I need a partner in crime. The B-67 TV Tower. I haven't climbed since... Becky! If you don't confront your fears, you are always going to be afraid. <gasps> Let's do it. Let's climb your stupid tower. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> really ripped. You're awesome. That is the Becky that we need for this trip. This is sick. Damn it, Hunter. What are you getting us into? Okay, so just stay behind me one rung at a time. See? It's easy. You're doing great. Becky, you gotta come up here. Hey, trust me. What was that? Oh my god! Hunter, how do we get down? I don't have a signal. Water is out there in that bag. We have 50 feet of rope. I think I can drop myself lower. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna jump onto the bag. Hunter, no! Hunter! Every hour that passes, the weaker we get. If anyone called 911, they'd be here by now. What is it that Dan used to say? If you're scared of dying, don't be afraid of it. I never. It's worst nightmare. I never heard of this film until I was on Facebook or Twitter, one of the two, this morning, and I just saw this trailer like autoplay, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And I want to see it in IMAX with you, just to see you shit your pants. <laughs> yeah. At the top of that thing. Oh, God, dude, I was like sitting there, like on the edge of my seat, watching the trailer, just because I have a big fucking fear of heights in this trailer like ooh, holy shit once that ladder gave I was like nope oh I wouldn't have ever been up there to begin with okay that yeah. rock climbing accident in the beginning that kills Mason Gooding I would have been like nope fuck you very much I'm done I don't need it ever again like there's no need for me to climb your 2,000 foot fucking uh, power towers or whatever the fuck this thing's supposed to be like to what? To, to get over my fear? Of what? To do what with, you know, like... She has a legitimate fear. Her, like, boyfriend died. Just learn from that and move on. Like, her friend's terrible. You know what you do? <laughs> you get over it on the ground, okay? There's no need to go climbing 20... 20... 2,000 feet up in the air and and grieve. Like, come on. And I'm, I, yeah. I'm really curious to see how this fucking thing ends. How the hell yeah, are they going to get I, down from that? I don't know. I I like these type of movies, though, so I'm interested in it. Oh, I, I am, like, too. Uh, what, what was that, Frozen, where they're stuck on the chairlift? Oh, and, I love Frozen. Um, 127 hours. Like, that, that type of movie. Well, that was a real, that was a true a story, spot. so. I know, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, these, 
obviously this isn't true, but just those type of movies I where know. someone's stuck in a situation. Yeah, so I'm interested in it. Justin, where are you at on this? I thought it looked pretty good. Like, I, I'm the opposite of Corey. I generally don't like these kind of movies. I don't know what the term for it would be. It's not claustrophobia, but movies where, like, you're just kind of stuck in a location, I, they just, I don't... It, it doesn't bother me like in a like in a horror movie kind of way. It just sort of is. I don't know. It's just not my jam. So, but this one looked pretty interesting. I thought actually. So, I'll check it out. Yeah. At some point. I I can't imagine a scenario where I go to a theater to see it unless like my daughter wants to go see it. It seems like the kind of movie she would like. But otherwise, cable with yeah, commercials, cable with commercials. Baby. I'm all over it. Why not? So you'll go see it if disappointment is like dad. Exactly. I want to go see this fall movie. <laughs> Come fall with me. <laughs> yeah, the whole heights thing. Uh, I love being scared, though. So, When's it come out? I don't know. Look it up. Hopefully the fall, right? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take advantage of that in the uh, the trailer, the advertising. How long have you been sitting on that one for? <laughs> August 12th. August 12th, yeah. I haven't heard about the fucking movie until a few hours ago. <laughs> I, so I told know. you. I actually saw a teaser trailer for it when we went to see uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. I must have came to the theater too late then. I missed that. Yeah, it, it was like, it was quick, very quick. So right. when I saw this one today, it was definitely a lot more detailed. Fall 2022. When the fuck do you come out? Did someone just say August, August 12th? I mean, I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think if it comes out. Or I'm trying to figure out if it comes out theatrically or direct to streaming. Because I can't possibly see this being a film that gets like a theatrical release, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, nowadays probably not. It didn't just strike me as one of those movies. I feel like if the movie theater is putting out a trailer there for it, it yeah. would be like... Yeah, that's true. It seemed like a movie movie. Didn't yeah. look like the monsters, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can't all be winners, okay? All right. I'll find that another time when I'm not holding you guys up. Let's move on to Physical Media Roundup. This is not going to be a long one at all this week because there's really no announcements. Uh, the, the announcements this week are kind of like nothing from the big boutique labels. It's uh, I have like four or five to announce to you guys, to everyone listening. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, before we get into that, though, only thing I picked up uh, since we last did this, uh, I picked up Criterion's Dress to Kill big De Palma fan so one of the I've always one of the good one yeah yeah I've, I've never owned it so it was just, I just randomly was thinking about movies and that came up yeah about a week ago and I'm like Criterion half off I'm on that shit like Did you go to Barnes and Noble yeah yeah so Justin I know you picked up a bunch the other night because I was there yeah, yeah you're speaking with- of Barnes and Noble yeah I, I took advantage of the Criterion sale I got a they were all blind buys, which is unusual for me. I usually don't do that. Um, 
but I, they just all seem interesting. It's it's like a lot of artsy fartsy shit. I'm not going to go into it because nobody gives a shit. Um, right. The one thing I got this week that might be of some interest to somebody is I picked up um, an old Chuck Norris movie. I think it's from '82 called Force Vengeance. Have any of you guys ever seen that one? Not giving a shit. Is that it. a canon movie? Is that a what? Is it a canon? I don't think this one's a canon. Let me see. I got it right here. Um. No, this one isn't canon. This, this was like uh, probably about a year or two before he started churning out all those canon movies. It's like him in, uh, I want to say it's Hong Kong, and like his buddies get killed, and he's protecting his girlfriend and his buddies, his dead buddy's girlfriend. It's just, it's got a few really like nice action scenes in it that. Remember the scene in Kill Bill Volume 1 in the House of Blue Leaves when all the lights go out and it's like the blue background and Uma Thurman's fighting all the Yakuza guys. It's like it's like shadow. Like it's all they're all black and it's just a blue background. There's silhouettes. A yeah, the silhouettes. Thank you. There's a scene like that in Force Vengeance, but it's a red background with like Asian writing and it's the silhouettes and like Chuck Norris is kicking the shit out of people. And it's like that's actually the opening credits of the movie and it's done in slow motion. It's just like two of the best minutes I've ever seen in a movie. It's just fucking great. The the movie itself isn't like a four star movie, but it's good. It's good (laughs) enough that like, I haven't seen it in a while. I'm like, "Ah, I'll pick up force vengeance for four or five bucks and and give it a watch at some point. So you're saying early uh, Norris acting wasn't (laughs) wasn't, uh, up to the Academy standards. That's what you're telling me. Quite up to (laughs) missing an action three Braddock phase. So, (laughs) <laughs> what was the one justin you might know where like it's like terrorist attacking like america oh it's one of the best shit. movies ever made invasion like, usa i know i love that movie i just couldn't remember it's been a while since i've seen it now yeah, invasion usa it is, about is great Morris. and then there's another great one he did i think it was in 82 it's called um uh silent rage have you ever seen that it's like no, but it's um, like chuck norris fights michael myers it's like this guy <laughs> it's this guy who like gets genetically engineered and and you can't kill him like you, every time you think he's dead he comes back so it's like a chuck norris mixed with a slasher it's pretty interesting i might have seen that hmm. movie now that yeah. you're telling me the synopsis it's, i might have seen yeah. that at one point <laughs> i'm a sidekicks fan that's what yeah, i remember that's like chuck that. norris for more than anything so that's it that was it anybody else I didn't pick up anything new. My mom bought over a bunch of shit from my uh, parents' house that I left there in a closet. And I got all excited. She's like, I found a bunch of old video games. I'm like, ooh, maybe it's like my old Super Nintendo or N64 games I didn't know I had. Nah, it's just shitty PlayStation 3 games that <laughs> are worth nothing. So I got my hopes up for no good reason. And I and I sent you a picture out of the movies. <laughs> the, the movies I already own. So I reacquired movies that I already had. So, yay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. And anybody else? No? All right. Well, let's get to the announcements then. Um, so Sony, on October 4th, are releasing Fright Night in 4K for the first time. I'm excited for this one because it's a steel book, and the Blu-ray has actually they there. It's going to be a three-disc set. They're actually going to have a bonus, separate bonus disc on Blu-ray, uh, with brand new features that they're doing themselves. Um, bunch of reunions, 
there's supposed to be another before scene, uh, like op- opening, alternate opening or something like that. Um, yeah, a bunch of cool shit. It's like over like 35 hours of material, I think I read total. So that's like I like the remake. Me the too. Remake I oh watched yeah, fairly recently. It was pretty. That good. remake is actually really good compared you know that car scene uh like with the way the camera moves that's really cool yeah i I enjoyed that yeah the effects and that uh just but the just everything about it ant yelchin anton yelchin sorry and um tony coletti every everything about that movie david tennant yeah he was tenant yeah with the whole like david cross thing going on but yeah i do like that movie i saw it in the theater so i saw it when it was in in all of his 3d glory so yeah, for, uh, the but the original eighty five version or eighty five yeah eighty five version is coming out um, in October. Um, this one was literally just announced a few hours ago. Uh, Kino Lorber. Actually, these next two announcements are from Kino Lorber, but the first one was just announced. Um, they they detailed uh, and finally announced a date for in Bruges their 4k version of that that comes out in uh september it's coming out september 27th um i've seen in bruges once thought it was a fucking fantastic movie but i've yet to see it again awesome where's where's everybody else on uh in bruges it's my favorite performance of his honestly all right Andrew, I haven't heard you in a minute. Have you ever it's seen it my, before? It's my favorite film that I've never seen before. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's his weekly it's recommendation. It's my weekly recommendation. It made uh, however many <laughs> box office off of however many it make it. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Any other announcement from Keno Lorber? They already announced this, and in turn, I already I know I announced this one here um, about a month ago. But now I have a date and one more minor detail about the upcoming uh, Tropic Thunder 4K disc that Keanu Lover's putting out. Um, now, the date comes out September 13th. But here's the thing. They're only doing the theatrical cut in 4K. The unrated cut will be included on the Blu-ray, but it's not going to be in 4K. They only got the rights to do the theatrical cut. Ain't that a bitch? Well, there's something similar. Scream Factory, they just put out Life Force in 4K, and I, I picked it up thinking it was the better director's cut. Oh, no. Theatrical only. The director's cut's on a separate Blu-ray, untouched. So, yeah, they, it's, it's, it's a rights thing. They Sometimes when a film has a big, I don't know, I guess the director's cut's that much different. Not that Tropic Thunder's director's cut is much... is. I don't recall there being too much of a difference between the rated versus unrated version. Then again, I haven't seen Tropic Thunder in like ten years, so. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's just the scoop on that. Um, George Romero, his like I guess what his found film, The Amusement Park. You ever they had a film that they found like the the negative four and they released it last year called the amusement park. We were just talking about this the other night. Yeah, it's on Shutter. Yeah, I want to watch it. Well, and yeah, now it's September thirteenth is when the Blu-ray comes out for the movie. That's oh, sweet. I have to check that out. Yeah. Um. 
And finally, this one. What the fuck? Um, where are you guys at on Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> I haven't seen that in like 20 years. Okay. So Sony announced that sometime next month, they're putting out on Blu-ray, Johnny Mnemonic, colon, in black and white. What? This is real. There's a cover art for it and everything. I checked it out. It, it checks out. There's a UPC number for it, which means this is a real fucking thing. They're, I mean, when I was watching it, I was thinking, yeah, this would be better if it was in black and white. When you but were what watching... What the fuck? Where does that even come the, from? Who the fuck or, watches or Johnny Mnemonic? Like, no one's watching Johnny Mnemonic. And the people that are watching it, the, the, the two percentile out there, they're not thinking, this would go a lot better if it was in black and white. Like, no. I remember when The Matrix, when they started showing trailers for that, I was like, didn't he just make this movie a couple fucking years ago? And it was called <laughs> yeah. Johnny Mnemonic. Like, I was so turned off to The That's Matrix what I thought before too. it actually came Uh-huh. Out. No. They're going to call, like, rename it Matrix Zero or some shit. Yeah. Just to try to sell it. It's bad. Mnemonic is a bad fucking movie. Oh, it's terrible. But if you like 90s schlock, it, it, it fits right in there good. Like, that's why I was watching it. And you, you know me, I'll be picking up that fucking black, that yeah, black and white copy, just because. Yeah, sold at least one then. That's right. No, all right. Let's move on to our last category. Weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Um, Andrew. What's your double header? <laughs> See this week. I don't actually what? have a I don't have a recommendation for what I oh. want to recommend that is actually something that I haven't seen. So but I did watch I did watch Dumb and Dumber. I was gonna say I did watch Dumb and Dumber recently with my girlfriend. I fucking love that movie so much. Um, Dumb and Dumber obviously is with you know Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels and a magnificent mid-90s comedy the soundtrack though is off the chain i've been listening to the soundtrack <laughs> on the way to work like so good much stuff. recently so that's good stuff that's uh my recommendation uh dumb and dumber obviously i hope most people have seen it but the soundtrack if you haven't listened to the soundtrack recently go back and listen to that gas man how the hell do you know i got gas All right. Um, I love how he fucking rips the head off the bird and sells it to the blind kid. <laughs> Our pets' heads are falling off. Fucking Billy. <laughs> what are we going to do, man? Such a great movie. Pull over. Is that a little birdie? Little birdie. I said, pull over. Yeah, it's a cardigan. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah. Killer boots. Oh, now, I, I guess if I had to re- recommend something I haven't seen, it, it is honestly the sequel to that. Not Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> but Dumb and Dumber Two. I like Dumb and Dumber Two. I laugh. I have a I haven't good seen amount. It. So that you would movie recommend made it? Me laugh. Yeah, I do. Honestly, okay. <laughs> so does Andrew. <laughs> well, I, see, I can't recommend that because I've never seen it. And although I do usually recommend it, I'm honestly asking: like, is it a good movie to watch? <laughs> I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yes. Okay. Cool. I, I even like Dumb Dumber or like just as the guilty pleasure, I like it just because, because of I the, like Eugene Levy in that movie. I love the Bob, the Bob Saget, Saget scene. Yeah, <laughs> there's I, shit I, all I like, over the walls. Show yeah. There's shit everywhere. <laughs> that's it. I like it for the Bob Saget scene, and that's it. 
You don't like the giant pirate float of Eugene Levy at the end? I mean, that's fucking comedic gold right there. <laughs> no, it's not. But either way, that that's my recommendation. <laughs> uh, both the movie and the soundtrack. The soundtrack especially, but the movie is fantastic, obviously. I hope so- everyone's seen it. That soundtrack is dope. You got Green Jelly, you've got Matthew Sweet, you've got um Dude, the, the song Too Surfers. Much of a Good Thing is one yeah. of my favorite songs ever. I fucking love that song so much. That's a good fucking song. You've got uh the butthole surfers, you have the the, the uh the primitives, you've got crash the test crash dummies. test dummies. Yeah. There's a lot of good uh isn't um Dead Eye Dick, Echo Belly. Uh-huh. Echo Belly, for sure. The uh Gigolo Ants. Yes, yes. What, uh, and right. uh D Light. D Light's on there. So Andrew, are you recommending the movie or the sound? He said both. He said both. He did say both, so, you know. I I didn't hear that part. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack in a while, I highly implore you to do so. All right. Pick it up at Blockbuster. Jocelyn, how about you? You're up. Um, I'm going to say if you're going to head to the theater this weekend, uh, go see Thor. I I enjoyed it. A Mm. lot of people are... Justin, should we go see Thor? I I liked it. I'm a huge Taika fan, (laughs) and I feel like it was the most Taika movie that he's ever put out. I I feel like, besides like what we do in the shadows, I feel like it was just he put a lot of himself into this movie, is what I felt. So I enjoyed it. And then if you're not going to head to the movie. I did watch uh, everything, everywhere, all at once last night, and I enjoyed. How is it? I enjoyed it. It was it was pretty good. It was like, you know, kind of like Doctor Strange touching on like the different dimensions and all of that stuff. But um, it kind of had like a heartfelt ending to it, like a mother daughter story. So I actually ended up crying, which I was shocked because I did not anticipate doing. You know, going into the movie having it you know touch my soul but it did but it, it was a good movie it was fun it was it was a lot of fun and uh what's his name uh short round that was in it i don't i can't oh, yeah, I don't know. Was, right. like, he was he was great he was really good in that movie so yeah so go ahead say what you guys want to say about thor but, well, I was going to say with everything everywhere yet, so. all at once, you're the you're the first person I've heard say that it's pretty good and not great. Like I, which is I, how I think I'm going to feel. That. Oh, that's great. I, mean, it's great. I, I saw it. It's, too. it it's it is. It's pretty great, but. You have to really pay attention because if you're not, you could get lost in it very easily. Let's put it that way. It's dense. Yeah, I, I saw it. It's dense, and I cried too, so don't feel bad, Jocelyn. I got. I think it would be tough not to yeah. get emotional, but it would have been in my top five of the year. Like, if we did a top yeah. five, like we originally talked about, it'd be in my top five. I thought it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it, it, was, it. it was a fun ride, let's put it that way. But it, it was very, like... I mean, I do. I have like a couple questions about it. Like, I wish I could ask somebody. So, I don't know. Maybe I have to, like, pick one of your brains that has seen it just to see, like, you know, your thoughts about it, but... But it it was pretty good. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'll go next. Fuck it. So, um, 
Actually, no. Andrew, I mean, uh, Corey, you go what? next. No. Nah. <laughs> like, let me, let me go again. Let me go again. <laughs> no. Okay. Is there a soundtrack you want to recommend this week? <laughs> yeah, dude. Can't hardly wait. Dude, can't hardly wait soundtrack is fucking dope. We recommend the soundtrack, not our episode that's not released where Ed rambled. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so my recommendation, um, you know, for everybody that I don't, I don't think we mentioned it on Fewercast, but uh, James Con passed away. Um, so Ed and I did Thief kind of in like a, you know, in a tributing way for him. And that got me thinking because we listed our top five performances from him. And Misery was in my on my list, but I realized I haven't seen it in a while, so I rewatched Misery. And oh boy, I forgot how much I love that movie. I mean, obviously Kathy Bates, it's like an all time performance, and uh, James Conn, like one of my favorite performances of his. I just forgot how good of a movie it was. It's one that I just kind of skipped over for a long time, just never got a chance to rewatch. But I did, and God, did I love it! It's like one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations, like right below The Shining. So yeah, awesome movie. I think it's on Showtime. If anybody has like a Showtime subscription or streaming through that, definitely worth a watch. Just as like a tribute to, you know, Jimmy Conn passing. All right. Let's see. Uh Justin. Um I, I was trying to think of what to recommend this week. Uh I'm gonna go back to Thor. one I like yeah, it. Okay. Since you keep bringing it up, I did not like Thor. I'm not gonna sit here and shit on it. I didn't <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to go to for these Marvel movies at this point. It's just I, I think yeah. I've aged out of the demo for that. It's just not my thing. Yeah, Doctor Strange really disappointed me. I was really disappointed. Yeah, when I and I'm. I tell you what, like I'm a huge, like Wanda fan. I watched WandaVision probably like four or five times, and I loved it so much. But I mean, it it was Doctor Strange was definitely not. It, it was like. It did not do it for me at all. And I know, and I know, only like pizza. Well, I know you got to be like, you know, Raimi fan and all that, but like, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot different, like a lot different. Yeah, I I loved, I only like Pizza Papa. I loved WandaVision. So I'll there, I'd say something positive about the MCU. I did, I did love WandaVision. Well, Um, I mean, and I think it made me mad just though. I mean, spoiler alert, but I think it just, it made me mad because they destroyed her in that movie. You know, and coming off of WandaVision, it's like such like a powerful like ending about grief and everything like that and then this movie it was just like oh why did you do that and i mean i know it's based off the comics and that's what happened in the comics but it just still made me mad that they did her dirty like that (laughs) that's the only reason i'm looking forward to seeing that movie i'm not a huge doctor strange fan but i want to see what what happens with wanda after the show so yeah yeah we'll check that out at some point and the Bruce Campbell cameo is no, right. Too. Yeah, right. He's in it. Um, I'm going to recommend something I w- re- uh, not rewatched. I watched it for the first time a few weeks ago. And, and I think you brought it up because I think it's getting a 4K release. It's um, Paul Schrader's Cat People. Um, <laughs> that is a Justin movie. Is right it there. really? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a fairly large fandom. It's, it's not like yeah, it does. shit I just pulled out of my hey, head. Hey, man, that fucking Bowie song is great. Yeah, Bowie song. I think. Inglorious Bastards maybe put it back in people's minds and they went back and checked it out. And I don't think yep. it's a great movie, but it's a great looking movie. 
It's got um, Giorgio Moroder soundtrack, which is fucking awesome. It's got some interesting things going on in it. Um, Schrader for is like sex and death obsessed as he is, doesn't kind of fully push it as far as I think it could have gone. Um, but it's interesting enough. It's like I've just been in like a real late 70s, early to mid 80s kick lately and it's just it's right. a pure like early 80s aesthetic just the look and the sound of it so it really like scratched that itch so if, if that's your thing it's it's worth a look not not the greatest plot and uh or performances in the world but just from a technical level it's 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 interesting in that regard all right so i'm going to recommend a film from jim jarmusch from 2013 called Only Lovers Left Alive. That is a movie that I watched the other night and I fucking loved it. Like Jim Jarmusch takes a simple concept and he turns this into a deep story that's full of excellent character development. Some really interesting shots in the film. Um, I love the set design that he does with it, the location that he takes the film. Um, the humor, uh, Tom Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton are just perfect together. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the film's about these two who I just mentioned. They are just thousands old vampires who have been together for ever, basically. And um, there's a John Hurt. It's kind of like a father figure to him, and he's like a, a like a mentor vampire. Anton Yelchin is in it, um, and he's like Tom Hiddleston's best friend, but he's a human and doesn't know of, of you know who he really is and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like this like horror comedy drama. It's really serious, but it has like comedic moments. Um, again. They're vampires, so that's where the horror element comes from. Um, and yeah, the movie's just... He's so good. They're both so good. You know, you, if you guys know... you know, If you're familiar with Tilda Swinton as an actress, then you know that she just puts out nothing but bangers. So, as soon as you see her name pop up in the credits, you know you're in for a fucking great film, for the most part. Like Suspiria? Yeah. Especially, especially <laughs> Suspiria, where she played not one, but not two, but three roles. So yeah, this movie can't recommend it enough. It's a recommendation for the week, and uh, I think that's it overall. I'm afraid I've got some bad news now. It's time to wrap up because it's the end of the show, and we've run out of stuff to discuss. So uh, before we get out of here, just remind everybody that this week we uh released one for Corey our dread episode in honor of the 10th anniversary it is on the main feed check that out right now good episode good episode it is a good episode jinx you'll me a cook next time uh next week's also gonna be a great episode because it's one for me the social network andrew you'll be joining us for that one looking forward to oh, doing baby. that it's gonna be a fun one and uh yeah for even more Film Effect goodness, check out our ever-growing collection of previous episodes, and don't forget to follow us over at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah, 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 yeah. I say it every episode, you know where the links are. Don't forget to help us expand by leaving a rating, review, Apple, Spotify, or directly on the website. 
And, uh, yeah, before I hit the outro music, anybody have any last words before we end the episode? Yeah, I got a question. If we're doing, like, one for me type episodes now, Corey got one, you got one. When are we doing Exorcist 2? Ah, Jesus Christ. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Um, I want to be on the episode. (laughs) It's not that bad of a movie. Thank you. Oh, God. And Andrew, I'll sit in on your monsters episode gladly. So, <laughs> All right, there you go. I, I mean, it's really not that bad a movie. So, it's not a bad movie, but the blasphemy for me is saying it's better than the third one. I can't. I don't know. The third one isn't. It's not even in the same league to me. Like the the third one compared to the second one. All right, all right, you fucking nerds. Yeah. Till next week. Good night. Good luck. See you guys in the social network. That'll be the next time we talk. So yeah, take care now. Bye-bye. See you, everybody. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye, It's over. Go home. Go.